0: Welcome to a special CZ video on the new What Works Best resources. My name is Sally Egan, CZ's Relieving Executive Director. I would like to acknowledge the Traditional Owners and the land in which we meet today here on Darug land at Parramatta. I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging and extend my respect to all Aboriginal colleagues watching today. In April this year, CZ released the What Works Best 2020 update along with a new practical guide and resources. These resources are designed to support teachers and schools when implementing evidence-based practice that are proven to have a positive impact on our student learning and in our classrooms. Used together, the practical guide and toolkit enable teachers to ask questions, collaborate, develop and strengthen their collective efficacy. As you know, to really see the value of educational research, we need to do more than just read the research. We need to apply it, evaluate it create a cycle of continuous improvement. This ongoing improvement will impact every student in all our schools. You're about to hear from Coonabarabran High School Principal, Mary Doolan, and Cece's writer, Tracy. They'll discuss how Coonabarabran effectively incorporated the original What Works Best themes through a year-long staff professional learning journey. I hope you enjoy hearing a real-life example of what works best in action, as I have.
1: To help us uh, think through how to operationalise that and and what that actually means in practice, we've got the good fortune to be joined today by Mary Doolan, Principal of Coonabarabran High School. Uh, Hi Mary, how are you going today?
2: Oh well, um, nice to be with you, Ryder.
1: Could you please tell us just a little bit about Coonabarabran?
2: Uh, Well, the town itself is a small township of about 3,000 and our school uh, is 7 to 12. 385 students, about 42 teaching staff. Uh, we're the only high school in town, really strong community support and a, a very long established culture of um, high expectations. I think that an education at our school uh, will serve you well into the next phase of your life.
1: Excellent, and I appreciate the reference to What Works Best already. Uh, so my next question is, uh, is around, um, how did you first come across the What Works Best document?
2: Well, it grew out of some professional learning that myself and two fellow executive were doing in 2016 called the Secondary Learning Strategy. And, and as part of that, um, we, were, we were shown through the CC site and, and looked at that what works best in terms of what gives the most impact. So we were looking through that CC site, which led us to that document. So I guess to get to the punchline, in 2017, we agreed to carve out a professional learning space for our staff in cross-KLA groups to try and break down those faculty silos and to give time for those professional conversations that we want to have to lead to improved outcomes. And we had a focus in 2017, which was the secondary learning strategies, which were largely focused on literacy, numeracy, numeracy, and explicit approaches to teaching. And when I came back to the CC site, which I'd been introduced to before at the PL, that document, What Works Best, just you know, snapped out at me and thought this will directly align with where we want to keep going as a school. And we were quite relieved because we'd carved out the professional learning space, but we were sort of thinking, well, how can we make that, uh, you know, first rate for our staff in terms of PL? And there was this document that had put it all together. So we thought, great, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Someone's done the thinking and looked at the data for us. So um, that's where it came from. And then we implemented that whole school in 2018.
1: Right. And so with that, that implementation, um, how did teachers respond to that as being the focus?
2: Well, a couple of things, I guess, what we learned um, from 2017 and implementing the secondary learning strategies is if you want something to work in a school, you've got to give it time, resources, and you've got to put it on the timetable. So firstly, you've got to create that space because teachers are busy. The other thing too is, I think um, I think we played the smart game in terms of contextualising it for staff and why we were doing it. So it wasn't that you know we don't do things well at Coonabarabran High School. I, I think we do, and I think staff take great pride in their work. But as professionals, you always want to try and do it better. And and the what works best strategy aligns directly with why we're teachers. You know, we want to get the best educational outcomes for our students. So it was a pretty easy sell to say, look. What we do, we do things pretty well, but we could here's how we can improve them. And the other reason that it was, I don't think it was hard to get staff by in apart from the fact that it was you know on the timetable we had this learning time, is because with um, the what works best strategies, it didn't require staff to reprogram or redo their scope and sequences. Um, the strategies were largely things that you could learn about one day and implement the next, you know so they were very, They had great utility. You could just go into the classroom and and try them on. And so um, I think staff found them a great support and and it was easy for us to get that whole school buy-in from our staff that this was the direction we wanted to go in.
1: So, so, Mary, I'm curious uh, around uh, where the new documents sit um, for a school like uh, Coonabarabram, where you've um, made a big commitment and engaged with what works best uh, quite a lot. Uh, these two new documents, what works best uh, 2020 update and the what works best in practice documents, how do they align and fit? And do you see them as useful uh, to your school moving forward?
2: Oh, for sure. And what it will do, it will reinvigorate, you know, what, what we've been trying to do around school improvement and improving classroom practice. And it's, can I say, it's very well-timed. I mean, we couldn't have foreseen the COVID pandemic, but we've got our students coming back into school and we've already talked as um, a staff that we've got to be on our A-game to reconnect our students. And what we, we still have that professional learning space and we and we move the lens around at Coonabaraburin High. So. Um, In 2018, it was what works best in those strategies. And then in 2019, we moved on to looking at assessment. So a couple of things from that. Um, It's really nice that this document now picks up assessment and puts that in there because that really completes the package. But our our lens had been on um, trauma training for our staff during those um, cross KLAPL groups every fortnight. Um, And we have agreed getting our students back in we need to get back to really focusing on the essentials of great classroom practice. So we we have agreed that we want to come back in our PL groups and look at the what works best strategies. So it's great that we have an update and that we've got that in-practice document to look at what other schools are doing. Because again, it goes back to the real strength of this document that it moves from the theory to what are the implications for schools? Like what can you pick up and do in your classrooms tomorrow? So it's a bit of a shot in the arm we think for where we want to just make sure that we've got a real laser light focus laser light focus on classroom practice over the next semester and and getting our students reconnected do
1: you, do you think the um, the you know you talk a lot about the application you know into classroom practice do you think the strategies in in this document particularly in that what works best in practice document um, help offer a consistency of language, you know, across, because obviously um, implementing the way you use data in your maths faculty might be different to your English faculty, um, but having that consistency of language from the document, um, I'm curious to hear if uh, that's useful or has played a role.
2: Absolutely. Um, there is a real danger of silos as, you know, I'm not the first person to say that obviously in a high school setting, and and students compartmentalising their learning, their knowledge and skills between different subjects. And so having a consistency of language is actually quite powerful to support student learning. And so, um, you know, things like under the explicit teaching and having clear learning goals and making sure that happens in maths, that happens in English, that happens in HSIE, that is very good. And can I just go sideways for a little bit? When we were preparing remote learning for our students, we were better at that I'm quite sure because we were drawing on a lot of the evidence-based practices from what works best and and we've done a quick survey of our seniors only at this stage to say hey what worked for you when you were on remote learning is there anything we can you know make sure we keep doing and and more than one senior student has said it was really good that you kept up those clear learning goals so that we knew even in the online space what it was we're meant to be doing and what success would look like so um that the uniformity of language, definitely. And you're right, um, the data you collect in different, you know, subjects, uh, areas uh, will look different, but what is, uh, I think what's filtered through to the culture of our school is the importance of gathering that data, whatever it may look like. And something I haven't mentioned is um, a change it made at, made at our school, a direct change was giving, um, greater focus upon student voice and collecting the data around that like what 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 are the what do our students think about the learning they've done this year what's worked for them what hasn't worked for them and and um you know examining that more than just focusing on you know hard data like NAPLAN and HSC RAP analysis so we've we've I think gotten a bit stronger at um a more broad you know a broader interpretation of the data that we need to look at as educators to make sure that we're being responsive to the needs of our students and the students from this year, not last year or the year before.
1: And would you um, would you think uh, the the use of data helps inform the other practices? You know, the way you deliver feedback and the way you um, engage with explicit teaching. So, um,
2: yeah, and and that is one of the strengths of the document. Like they they they're all mutually reinforcing. You know, so they obviously you. you I wouldn't think you'd ever want to, you, you couldn't um, implement what works best in isolation. Oh, this year we're just going to do high expectations. It, I don't think it works like that. And, and I think the success for us, and there'd be many ways to do it, but what worked for us was that um, we carved out that space of um, cross KLA groups. And we, we would look at a particular strategy like, um, you know, classroom management, and then you had to go away and come back in two weeks time with some sort of artifact um, of how you have implemented that strategy or an aspect of it and talk about it. And, you know, it's hard to measure the power of collegial conversations and the lift that might give in the collective efficacy of your staff. But, so I guess I'm just giving you anecdote now, but our sense is that it it grew that culture of reflective practice and that, that you know, we've got this if we work together and, and implement these evidence-based strategies. Um, we think it's been, a, you know, a force for good in our school.
1: And, and so, would you say that um, So, what, what I'm hearing is um, that there was the kind of introduction of the strategy. Um, then, uh, teachers were empowered to uh, kind of experiment, try with that strategy, and then feedback in a safe place uh, yes. to inform their next action.
2: That's right. And a couple of things I didn't mention: we did the um, the What Works Best reflection guide. Um, we, got, we changed that a little bit and we got staff at the start of 2018 to do that individually and then we got them to do that again at the end of the year to see if we'd had a bit of a shift in am I now more familiar with those strategies, do I use them more in my classroom practice. That was a definite yes to that. The other thing we did is they fed back in the small cross KLA groups. In those groups we then collated all of that feedback, you know, we have about eight groups operating at our school. And then and then we had the one sort of resource, if you like, this is what everybody tried and did and it worked. So we had our own little mini Mm. um, exemplars of how we would use that. And we came back to each strategy um, again in second semester. So we rolled around again, because, you know, it's a cliche in education, but it's true learning is about times, not time. So Mm back to it and, and that's another reason the 2020 update is good apart from staff turnover you know so we haven't got everyone here that was here in 2018 necessarily you do forget life gets busy um, it's good you know to have another reminder to, to get that back and entrenched in your classroom practice so um, it's good I think, and timely
1: yeah excellent I, I'm gonna ask a question um, one of the things that we kind of experience uh, working with schools is often around time you know, and um, uh, when you were talking through the aggregation of that data, um, you know, I thought, well, I wonder what that means from a, a time perspective, um, if you had any tips or, or suggestions or, um, you know, how that kind of was operationalized in a way that was uh, manageable, um, given all the other priorities in, in schools that, that occur?
2: Absolutely. Um, I have to give a shout out to Cobar High School, and for this reason that when we went off to professional learning, there was three exec in 2016 looking about how to improve things in our school, what do we do, um, Cobar High School was a bit further along the journey than us and they were talking about these professional learning groups and I'm sitting there as a deputy thinking, well, how, how do you get that done? You know, but the thing is, well, our experience was when we copied them, put it on the timetable, carve out the time, it becomes sacred then. Um if you um, and obviously that means you've got to throw money at it, because you know that's part of your staff's teaching load now. But uh, we did that, and we think the benefits have been been great and and staff um, really value that professional learning time. and 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 also, I know myself, you go to professional learning and you learn great things and you have great intentions, but if you don't come back and implement that straight away, you know, you've got all these wonderful notes you took, or maybe this is just me, you know, it gets lost through the sands of time. Whereas with this in-house PL, what was great about it is, yeah, you could just walk in, you might be implementing it period five that day. It was, um, we found that, you know, we found that very good, but you know, I'll have to be honest, we, we copied that from Cobar High School.
1: <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with good idea diffusion, that's for sure. So I just want to play back a summary of a few of the key things that I think um, I'm hearing from you. Um, I'm hearing that the the what works best strategies work best when, uh, inter, because they're interrelated, when done holistically. Um, yes. I'm hearing uh, that whole school implementation uh, has benefits for kind of collegiality and um, informed professional dialogue, offering some consistent yeah. language. Um, I'm hearing. Uh, lots of short, sharp cycles, you know, learn something or engage with something, experiment with it and come back and share in a safe place to inform next action, a bit of a formative implementation cycle there.
2: Yes. And, um, and the artefact is really important. Right. You know, I mean, we weren't naming and shaming people. If you didn't bring your what works best homework to the group, no-one was saying, well, right, you know, there's a black mark against your name. But the culture became people did come and they shared and we learned from each other. But I, I think the artefact was important. You know, whatever that was, a photo over of your smart board, you know, a piece of student work, something to say, this is this is what I did. And I know on one level that looks a bit artificial, but I just think, um, you know, I just think that helped. helped well, that, to be a basis for the feedback the next week.
1: It's certainly consistent with the literature and it, it becomes yeah. a data-informed, uh, data-informed dialogue, doesn't it, where here's data yeah. to inform uh, the anecdote that I'm telling. You know, I've got a map yeah. or an artefact and then I've got a story Uh, that sits under it and most importantly what I'm hearing is uh, that from that conversation that the 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 information and dialogue is purposeful for what I'm going to do next and it's just continuous improvement cycle.
2: Yes and and can I say um, it has led to some pretty significant changes have grown from our focus on what works best Um, you know for example in the well-being sphere like I said we we thought we did things well at Coonabarbron High School we're a caring school but we thought maybe not systematic enough. And I'm not sure if I mentioned this earlier, but that's led us on the journey of becoming a PBL school. So it, it has actually um, significantly changed the landscape of our school in some
1: respects. Fantastic. Mary, thank you so much for your time today. Um, that's been really informative. Um, and, and we're really grateful for your insight into Coonabarra Brown High School and, and what works best and all the best in your future school improvement journey.
2: Oh, thank you, and thank you for taking an interest in our school.
1: Cheers. Okay. For further information on the What Works Best resources, visit the CESE website, cese.newsouthwales.gov.au.